most times when pet parents were coming to me for rehabilitation, it was almost as though I was their last stop. They would be of the mindset that, well, we'll give this a try and if this doesn't work, then you know we're, we're not able to have any other options. And so many times I was able to bring a pet back to quality of life for me, it was a circumstance that I feel was in my path as a graduation moment. And by that, I mean, we get basic life tests all the time to really have us look in the mirror and reflect on ourselves. But a graduation moment is one of those moments where it literally turns your life upside down. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. That was the defining moment for me where I decided I needed to choose a different path. I was given the graciousness of still being here to live my life and, and not have a fatal end to my accident or in my family's perspective as well. So I knew that there had to be a reason and a purpose for that to happen and that it was a changing moment for me to recognize that I needed to shift my consciousness and be able to move to a place of seeing this as a gift, although it was wrapped in very different wrapping than we would like. It wasn't beautiful, but at the same time, it was an opportunity for me to change the transformation of how I was living and how I would move forward. And today's guest is Sandy Krusik Van Bommel the founder of Inspired Pet Wellness and Veterinary Cannabis Consultations. Hi, Sandy. Where are you calling from today? Hi, Ian. So great to see you. I'm in Alberta, Canada. Wow. And is it pretty cold there? Well, it isn't today, but we have been in a very cold snap, minus 30 to 40 Celsius. So we're very happy to have a bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. And it's an amazing thing that you're, you're involved in this um, helping animals. Before we get into a bit more on your background to get straight to the inspiration, could you tell me who is one of your biggest inspirations and why? Well, Ian, I actually can't limit it to one. I have three. For, <laughs> for the most intimate, inspiring person in my life is my dad. He turns 81 this March and he is just, um, I would say, a leading example of someone in my life that has always remained positive, has always been someone I can look up to, feel inspired by. And he's been through so many different generational changes from going to school in a horse and carriage to the days we know now. So I feel like that generation is is something that... Um, we have so much to learn from and really just honoring his legacy of how we'll never replicate that going forward. So he's my first. Um, I have two mentors that have been very instrumental to my personal growth. The first one being Peter Sage and the second being Michael Beckwith. And they are leading examples of living their lives, I feel, through a journey of sharing their gifts for the greater good and inspiring and raising global consciousness. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. And I did the a Michael Beckwith online course. I um, can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I got a lot out of that. And yeah, some of his 
phrases were so useful to try and help yeah look at yes. my, my inner inner self in a in a in a better way yeah yeah thank you thank you for that so a bit more on your background you you were a veterinary uh, practitioner for many years and then you went into teaching um veterinary and uh, after that uh, you went more into the the pet therapy side and uh, trained in canine rehabilitation and then more recently you've founded inspired pet wellness could you pick out some of your inspirations for that journey and along that journey absolutely ian i really truly feel that our greatest challenges are also our opportunities for inspiration so through my journey as everyone experiences there are always ebbs and flows and in the synchronicity of my journey in serving animals there have been many challenges but in those my greatest times of growth and so i feel that each has brought me gifts in my transition of my career but most recently inspired wellness has come from truly a place of of my heart from within and being able to serve animals and their pet parents in a way to help them in their journeys of healing and wellness. So um, when you made your, I'm guessing, first transition on that journey into teaching, is there anything, because you did that for 10 years, I believe, was there any particular motivation for, for that move into teaching to start off with from just, just practicing, I'm guessing? Yes, that's right. For me, teaching is equally a learning opportunity. So for me, it was a way to be able to give back to the veterinary community, be able to share my experiences for others to learn from. But equally, my students helped me learn so much. And not just from a professional perspective, but personally as well. And I still have students today that I keep in touch with. I've had encounters with students from over 10, 15 years ago, and they still tell me things that resonate with them from what I had taught them. And so for me, that is so fulfilling to know that I've made an impact to them. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And then one of the questions I normally ask is, um, is there a time when you were at a low ebb at some point in your life and something managed to inspire you through? And I think before we press record in our preparation chat, you'd mentioned that there was a, an incident with a car, I think, and you, you know, it acted as a, a graduation moment for you, um, for, for your later project. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Absolutely. So again, the challenge is bringing opportunities for growth. Um, three years ago, coming in March, my family and I were involved in a high-speed collision to which was not our fault. So, you know, in the state of seeing this as a circumstance that some people would see it as being, oh, that's really bad luck. It's, you know, terrible that that happened to you. But for me, it was a circumstance that I feel was in my path as a graduation moment. And by that, I mean, we get basic life tests all the time to really have us look in the mirror and reflect on ourselves. But a graduation moment is one of those moments where it literally turns your life upside down. And so for me, that circumstance was 
In the beginning, something that I viewed as, why did this happen to me? I took a very low victim consciousness perspective to the event and spent over a year in that state of consciousness. And in doing so, I had many injuries that really affected my health, my state of my life, and how I was able to do um, perform my career. And so having that all turned upside down really took me to a place of deeper questioning. And it was so many subsequent days of pain and demise and victimhood that it was one day that I looked at myself in the mirror and didn't recognize myself. I had this opportunity to either continue to go down that rabbit hole, or I could choose a different path. And that was the defining moment for me where I decided I needed to choose a different path. I was given the graciousness of still being here to live my life and and not have a fatal end to my accident or in my family's perspective as well. So I knew that there had to be a reason and a purpose for that to happen and that it was a changing moment for me to recognize that I needed to shift my consciousness and be able to move to a place of seeing this as a gift, although it was wrapped in very um, different wrapping than we would like. It wasn't beautiful, but at the same time, it was an opportunity for me to change the transformation of how I was living and how I would move forward. Wow, thank you for sharing how you managed to, that must have been a big journey to, to be able to shift your perspective uh, from victim and to, you know, because I'm, I'm aware I've played the victim definitely, but I, I recently Googled what the opposite to victim is, and it's creator, or in one sense at least. And so that's so beautiful to, I'm listening, you've unleashed your, your inner creator in producing this, this brilliant project. Um, Inspired Pet Wellness, which from my understanding is, there's, I mean, there's lots of, of aspects to it, um, whole pet wellness, for example, but one significant part of it is um, using cannabis to help pets who are in particular situations. So for someone who might be new to that area, could you give us a, a bit of a, an overview on, on, on what's involved? So just stepping back Slightly to the time of our accident, one of our, our pets, one of our dogs had sustained injuries during the accident. It was our whole family in the vehicle, including our dogs. And she was 16 at the time prior to the accident, very healthy, um, no issues. And post accident, she had sustained injuries that were not allowing us to have a lot of options. So having said that, I worked with another veterinarian who was very progressive and holistic approach. She had suggested using cannabis to treat her palliatively. And I truly believe this gave us additional time with her. It gave us quality of life for the extended time that we had. And again, she was giving me a gift to transformation with like to transform into what I am doing today. And so it was through my own experience and through 
having this knowing that pet parents are out there trying to use cannabis on their own. It's a very overwhelming market. There are good, bad, and everything in between for products. And pet parents don't have a lot of what I would say uh, cohesive information to go by. If they're doing, you know, Dr. Google, it's very overwhelming to know where to turn, how to do it, how to use it. And so I, I saw that there was a very specific niche that I could fall into and be able to help pet parents through that journey of using cannabis. Right. Wow. And that, yeah, so it all just fell into place. And do you mind me asking the name of, of, of your, uh, your pet who, who you helped at that point, just, just to put a, put a, a picture, kind of a picture of a, uh, to the name? For sure. Her name is Lainey. It's L-A-N-I, and um, she is the dog who is on my website homepage. Okay, right. I'll uh, yeah, I'll put the the link in the the show notes, then then people can can visit Lainey. Uh, thanks for that. Thank so, you. if listeners, you know, have a situation at some point in life and they have a, a poorly pet, and is it mainly your kind of treatment is it mainly in the palliative situations or is it for all all different situations all different situations Ian there's so many indications where cannabis can be useful palliatively is just one of them it can be used for pain it can be used for allergies immune disorders um, cancers there are just um, behavior anxiety issues. There are just so many indications of where we're seeing the science and research supporting how cannabis can be useful. Right, and you know, I'm based in the UK, so if I mean, I guess I could Google if I wanted to to find someone in my area. It would it be worth looking at your website and and dropping you a line, or is there like a global? As you said, there's not much potential cohesive stuff out there how, how might I, I go forward with you know finding some more advice absolutely the beauty to my services is that it is remote and you do not need to be located here in Alberta to be getting advice and guidance so certainly there are probably local resources for you in the UK but it's not limited that we can't have conversations about helping you through anything that um, we can do remotely. And then, of course, there are veterinarians that are progressive as well that may be able to offer guidance as well in your area. And for the way that pet parents are looking for advice, there's always room for what I would say informed decision making, where we can even just share information and give them steps to guidance of tapping into resources that may be in your area or wherever they may be located. Yeah, thank you for that. And I'm guessing you must have met a lot of pet parents and and pets along your journey, both the more recent approach and, and earlier. Uh, any particular inspiring story of a, a pet or a pet parent that, that moved you that you you'd, w- wouldn't mind sharing with us, or if you're allowed to? Oh, absolutely. Well, for for my rehabilitation career, 
it was so fulfilling for for uh, so many reasons. Most times when pet parents were coming to me for rehabilitation, it was almost as though I was their last stop. They would be of the mindset that, well, we'll give this a try. And if this doesn't work, then, you know, we're we're not able to have any other options. And so many times I was able to bring a pet back to quality of life where they actually were able to enjoy life. They gained their mobility back. I had paralyzed patients that I was able to um, have them become mobile again. I had pets that were in serious medical conditions where they didn't have quality of life and we were able to bring that back. And then as well, with um, in the background, of course, you can see one of my dog portraits that I was gifted from one of my past clients whose dog was 16. And we were able to give her such a good quality of life until, um, you know, it was time for them to say goodbye. But that's just, you know, a few examples. And then equally using the cannabis, again, pet parents come choosing cannabis as an alternative resource where they've tapped out of all their other resources and want something else. And they've usually been told by someone of their own circle that, hey, uh, I tried CBD and this is what happened with my dog and look at the results that I'm getting. And anecdotally, that's usually what happens and that gets them curious. So equally, I've had so many clients whose pets have come to me with various medical conditions that we've been able to significantly improve their quality of life and give them an alternative. Wow. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's starting to touch me more deeply as I, I needed a moment for things to sink in. But, you know, the pets are kind of the center of a lot of families. And, you know, it sounds like you're, it's not quite a superpower, but it almost is a superpower to kind of save and make them comfortable and extend their life. It's an amazing, amazing project and uh, yeah and, and for listeners just uh, behind sandy on on the screen uh, we can see um, on the video recording um is is a picture of a, a beautiful dog and uh, your nice uh, inspired pet wellness logo Thank now you, i personally love inspiring events that somehow dissolve barriers between people and bring them closer together can you think of any such inspiring event in your life that uh, you know, kind of dissolve barriers a little bit well, most intimately for me, I feel that most of my clients have become so dear to my heart. It really is something that for me, I cherish those relationships that pet parents are allowing that trust to happen, to have that cohesiveness where we're working together. As you say, pets are a part of the family. They are so meaningful to so many people. And it's a real honor and privilege for me to be part of their journey and to be part of that, not just a healthcare provider, but part of that intimate relationship. Where as you see, as we just spoke about my, my um, canvas in the background, Bianca is not even my pet, but I have her in my space and I hold all of my patients so close to my heart. And so not really, that's not really, I know an event per se, but something that has been such a big part of my life. Um, more, I would say globally is the current climate and situation where there's so much negativity. There's so much divisiveness 
but on the other side of the spectrum, there is also so many opportunities where people have really reflected on what is important to them. They've questioned values, their state of living, and they have ignited empowering questions and changed perspectives and opened their areas of questioning to be really changing the way that they're living. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful. It almost, you know, I want to make it I want to be part of that community almost from the other side of the world. It, it sounds so so special. And I yeah, I'm guessing I've got a particular soft spot for dogs. For me, it's just uh, I had a few months living at the seaside a few years ago and I, I love just going on out on the morning just to be near the sea and on the sand. But it was a place at least during the winter where Dogs were allowed on the beach because in the UK it was really cold. And you can just see the the dogs are so damn happy yes. and joyous yes. to be alive as they get on the sand and they're just running, smiling backwards and forwards. And for me, that is, it's like they're almost the, the crook, well, yeah, in one aspect, the crooks of life, really. It's just like such joyous excitement for, you know, Almost, it seems like no reason just to, just to be alive. So yeah, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a bit, you know, tinges of that when when you talk about that uh, that sense of connection. I couldn't agree with you more, Ian. Honestly, I feel like our dogs and, of course, animals in general, they just have truly authentic souls. They live in the present. They love unconditionally and they are the only species that loves us more than they love themselves, and they. They have such, as you say, pure joy and pure expression, no ego. They're truly just so pure and authentic, in my opinion. Because my aim one day is how can we broadcast that frequency so it's a bit more center stage, more often in the day? I mean, obviously, families have got pets. You know, it's, you know, it's there. It's almost... Yeah, I wonder if there's there may be a, a movement of some sort. But yeah, um, I know it's not really a question. It's just what can we do to 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 spread that? <laughs> well, in my opinion, Ian, it's about raising our consciousness. It really, really is. And if we were to all be able to raise our consciousness, we would get to that state of unconditional love. And and love is really the driving factor to evolution. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That is so so beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. So um, you, you've explained so much deep stuff and about where you mentioned you've got this kind of a different balance in life now and how you're living your life. You know, you've still got this big mission, um, which is amazing, and family, um, but I sense you, you're living in a, a different manner than what you were in a, in a, a previous stage in your life. It, can you... And it's partly from what we, we discussed before we, we press record. But is there, I feel as though, is there anything you can share in that transition that, that might be helpful to listeners? Absolutely. So as you described, prior to my accident, I was living in that by me state of consciousness, just on the hamster wheel, working so hard. Um, everything was more as though life was happening to me. And now through my personal journey of transformation, learning from my mentors, being able to get to a state of consciousness where life is happening for me, where essentially 
I have adopted a place of living my life with gratitude, which I feel is just the key to a vibrational state of harmony. And when you have heart and mind alignment, you are then able to live an entirely different life. Wow, that's very powerful. And I know you obviously had the the big graduation moment, which may have been the the biggest part of that. But in if someone's thinking, I, you know, I know, I like the sound of gratitude, and you know, and, and I try and do that, and it, it sounds good, and but you know, I, sometimes a mind says to me, "I haven't got time for gratitude. <laughs> I've got too much to do." Is it? Can you you think of one factor on your gratitude journey? that enabled you to I'm not saying you weren't grateful before but something that enabled you one trick that or tape that enabled you to take one step a major step deeper into into living a more grateful life well there are actually two things and first being starting my day and ending my day in a place of gratitude I started a gratitude list that I do at the end of the day where I write three things that I'm grateful for from the day in the beginning, to be very honest, it was very awkward. I would sit, I would sit for minutes without writing and I put too much thought into it. Instead of simply, I could say, I am thankful. I am here. I am having clean air to breathe. The sun is shining. There are so many simple things that we take for granted. So as I went through that process, it became easier and easier to quickly and easily transcribe three things, if not more. And that would be a very simple thing to do. And again, in the morning, although I don't do any writing in the morning, I have the thoughts in my head about how I'm starting my day and how I'm grateful to start the day and setting positive intentions. And so I feel that's key as well as adopting the practice of meditation. Meditation takes you to a whole different place of letting your mind be still, letting it be quiet. Although there are times when it's not easy, we may feel like we have a meditation that is quote unquote not good. But again, we just allow, we just surrender to those thoughts and let them come in and let them go out. And so adopting meditation has been the other key component for me to be really making this transition Brilliant. that is so so beautiful and yeah i need to get my, my gratitude journal back out and really do because i've yeah I, it's been put away and it, yeah you've inspired it to come come back out but i've not never done the evening one so i think i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna try it try it on the evening instead just the last thing that, that's a, a good idea yeah. Just keep the journal right by your nightstand and that's what I do so that it's right there. It can literally only take you just a few minutes or it can take you as long as you wish to transcribe. But at at the reminder of having it sitting there beside your bed, it gives you that real inspiration to transcribe those things through your day that you were most grateful for. And the idea, sorry, I'm talking a lot here, but the idea that just came to me then, because as you're telling me this, I'm still looking at this beautiful picture of of the 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 dog on the canvas behind you, and it was like, well, but if I had some pictures of you know that unconditional love, I you know whether it's that dog or something, oh, it'd be a lot easier to do my grateful thing. And so, well, why people talk about vision boards, and I'm you know, and I've added a bit of a dabble with those, but not properly, really. 
but why not have a gratitude board as well or you know as well as or it might be combined yeah that's uh, yeah that's a crazy idea that uh, but i think it might be a good one so thank you for that right <laughs> and now it's time for quick fire inspiration could you tell us one of your most inspiring films Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams. Oh, wow. That's that's come up a few times, actually. There's a, a couple, that, only two, but they, they've come up several times. I think that's one of them. So, yeah, thank you for that. One of your most inspiring comedians. Robin Williams. <laughs> yes, I'm a big fan. It's such a tragedy to lose such a legendary human being. And it's easy to forget he was a comedian. You know, well, I certainly think of him only almost as an actor and forget that he was a comedian as well. One of your most inspiring aspects of nature? I would say the moon, the cosmos and the ocean, the sacred geometry that it brings with it. Thank you. One of your most inspiring aspects of design or style? Anything that is inspired by nature. Yeah, that nature's design is cool. One of your most inspiring songs? I have two. The first one is called Beautiful by Mally Music. And the second, which is a a lot more upbeat, is Live Every Moment by REO Speedwagon. Yeah, well, I'll put them in the show notes. I I really enjoy looking these up when I haven't heard of them and listening to them. So we're getting quite a catalogue of, well, I say unusual. I'm saying unusual for me. I, you know, I've not heard of a lot of them. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of an unusually inspiring playlist from across the world. So, yeah, thank you for adding to that. And last quick fire inspiration. Uh, one of your most inspiring aspects of travel? I had the opportunity several years ago to travel to Mexico to volunteer for a uh, rescue organization there. And it was such an eye-opening experience to viewing the world with a different lens and how animals are treated so very differently there. And so that was truly inspiring to make an impact in some of the more unfortunate ways that animals are being treated in the other side of the world, but at the same time, a collective amount of people who are making a difference every day there and really advocating for animal welfare. I, uh, would you mind sharing a little bit more about what, who those people are or what that, that body is and what, what they're doing? Yes, yes, I would love to. So it's an organization in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico called the PVSPCA. Now, the SPCA, as we usually know it in North America, is a more um, conglomerate or corporate type of organization. But the SPCA there was founded by one woman who was on a mission for advocating for animals. She has since passed just a couple years ago, but she was running this organization till she was in her 80s. Remarkable, remarkable woman. And the PVSPCA is all voluntarily um, supported. They have no government funding. They take donations as their income. They work on very little resources. And just recently, this yet last year, most of their facility was destroyed by a hurricane. So they are in a state of rebuilding and really working hard to get the organization back up and running. But they have made such a huge difference in the way that they've been able to impact animal welfare in Puerto Vallarta. It's an amazing organization. 
Wow. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. So yeah, it's planting seeds and I'm guessing you'll have been able to to help them with, with your particular expertise, you know, potentially as well. Right. We're coming close towards the end now. Um, could you tell us what you think is most right in the world? I would feel nature is most right. Um, everything is synchronous in nature. There's always a balance to the the universal laws of balance and love and impermanence in nature. And there are truly no straight lines, yet balance is always there if you look for it. I feel that, you know, straight lines are always man-made. And so they're always, life is like a river, like nature, where there's ebbs and flows, there's turbulent times, there's quiet times, there's stillness, but at the end of the day, Nature is what lights me up and I feel so connected to nature that it is what I feel is most right in the world. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have a, like, a bit of an internal conflict because I love beautiful gardens, but this part of me knows or heard from some book or something that, well, there's nothing wrong with the manicured gardens, you know, the, the actual, the more... Well, mess is the wrong word, but that beautiful mess of the natural evolving forest where there's some things have laid dying and some things have, you know, got moss growing on them is even though it looks less manicured. So in one way, it is potentially like a deeper perfection and beauty in in the like the, the full one. So, yeah, thanks for reminding us of that. And could you share with us uh, what the next book is on your reading list? So I'm just finishing um, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. My next two that I have sitting waiting are Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, wow. So that's the first, because normally I've not read or heard about any of the books that people mention and it's just because I don't read that much. But all three of them I've, I've got, I can't believe it. And I've read one, Power of Now, which is amazing. And I've started Think and Grow Rich. And then I stopped on the chapter that you meant to remember quite a bit of and kept reading it again and again. And I've not picked it back up, but I need to. And I have actually got, but I've not started the, the Joe Dispenza one. So yeah, that's a weird, weird one that we've actually got the same, the same set. And synchronicities, synchronicities, and you must read uh, Becoming Supernatural. It's amazing. Yeah, I read the, 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 the well, the, the one, the, not the beginner, well, you know, the habit, something change your life. It's not change your life habits. So change some, the one, the more. The habit of becoming yourself. What is it? Becoming yourself, I think it is. Something, yeah. But so I, I read, I've read one of Joe's, but uh, yeah, I've not that big. Yeah, I've, I've got actually got the supernatural one, but uh, but not not read it. Well, I need to. I wasn't going to ask, but you know, what, what's next then for um, inspired pet wellness? What, what, what's on the agenda? Well, for me, it's it's really having a broader outreach, making an impact to more pet parents, expanding my social media presence so that I can have a greater outreach and really connecting on a deeper level with with more people, more pet parents, um, being in a community with higher consciousness so that uh, we can make a positive impact. Brilliant. Thank you. And if people want to get in touch with you, how, how should they do that? They can get in touch through my website, which is inspiredpetwellness.com. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Ian. It's such an honor and such a pleasure to have this conversation. It's an amazing project that you have going. Thank you. Sandy's projects are just so beautiful. Here are our top 10 hits of inspiration today. One, get inspired by those who always seem to have a positive outlook, like Sandy's dad. Two, see if changes can be a source of inspiration and somehow viewed as a gift. Three, get fulfilled by teaching about your expertise and how you can both positively impact lives with this, but also get positive feedback back. Four, get inspired by all the ways in which cannabis can be used to help suffering pets. Five, get inspired by the opportunity just to help people make better informed decisions like Sandy's doing. Six, get inspired by how people like Sandy help families they have no other option, it seems, but are then able to bring a pet back to some form of quality of life for a time. 7. Get inspired by how caring for animals can create such a community of togetherness that maybe doesn't exist otherwise. 8. Get inspired by how dogs love us even more than they love themselves and can be just an expression of pure joy. 9. Get inspired by how Sandy has transitioned to a way of life where she feels things are happening for her, enabling her to live in a higher vibration of gratitude. And more often, 10. Consider trying out a gratitude board. 11. Get inspired by synchronicities. And finally, number 12. Maybe get inspired by connecting with a community that's working on higher consciousness, like Sandy's doing. Thanks for joining me today. Watch out for news on our new group, Thank you everyone for listening today. Your kind attention is really appreciated and valued. If you feel some inspiration from today's episode, please share it. And please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you wish, leave us some comments. In your comments, please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover. As I aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people, If you have something to share in this space, send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.